and welcome back to The Conversation. As always, I am your host, Katie, and still joining me, surprisingly enough, is my co-host, Sasha. Hey! We're talking about Loki episode five, so <laughs> spoiler warning in effect. Can't believe there's only two episodes. One episode left. One episode. five. Mm-hmm. Two podcasts left. That's yeah. gone really fast. But um, how... Thoughts? Thoughts on the Lokes? I really like this episode. I will say yeah. that. I, I very much enjoyed it. I think that this was the strongest one yet. Uh, I have, yeah, mostly good things to say. Wow. I think Only I have like three bad comments about the romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm just going to. Predictions, predictions for the three bad comments. One, okay. why is it so campy? <laughs> Two, they need to stop. They need to stop making them a couple. It seems forced. And three, why is this scene about them being a couple put in? It's so slow. <laughs> Am I close? I, uh, do you want me to read you my literal notes? For that, for that only. Not all of them. For that, okay. Um, yeah. Even the reunion is campy. Shake my head. <laughs> I hate this dumbass blanket. <laughs> and do you really have time to be having this conversation right now? I'm crying. I'm crying. Oh my god, you know me too well. You said the same thing for three weeks. I'm crying. Well, they keep doing the same thing for three weeks. I don't know what they want from me. Oh, I'm actually crying. That's amazing. Oh I actually got it right. You did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that was it for the. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs> Why do I even do the podcast? It's just me repeating myself every week. <laughs> I'm just gonna take those sound clips and just put them in next week. Don't have to talk. It'll just be that. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh my god, we could have recorded every episode of the podcast in one day. I know. All I had to do was take the words campy, weird, and slow. It's crazy. I'm not wrong. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) Yep, okay. The real episode. But yeah, chill episode. First off, in this house we love Natalie Holt. The music was amazing. We love you, Natalie. Like, the kickoff of the episode, I'm only going to mention the music once because... Otherwise, this podcast is going to be like three hours long. <laughs> I loved the music. The ending, the credit scene music. I agree. Oh my gosh. It's uh... mind-blowing. So, so good. Like, I was literally sitting there with my sister and I was like, this feels like climax of a movie. Yeah. Like, such a, not a TV soundtrack at all. So, so good. Oh, Natalie's so and, talented. And it kind of kicks off with, like, that speedy panning shot almost. Mm-hmm. I love that shot. And it looks like it's like an old New York, but obviously you've got a bunch of other stuff thrown in there. Looks like more of a suburban bus stop that they get thrown at. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got old ships and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely like major aspects of New York there because you see the Avengers Tower again. Yeah. Which looks very cool, by the way. I think it's really well done. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting. And (laughs) you're kind of thrown in the deep end with all of this context. Like, he mm. literally says what's going on, and I feel like we're going to have to give the, the different Lokis names in order for this to not get confusing. I, 
Oh, wait. One of my names is a spoiler, so I don't know what to do. Old Loki. Oh, I called him basically. Spandex Loki. A spandex Loki is fine. <laughs> spandex Loki basically turns around and goes, this is the void. He's going to eat us. Let's go. Yeah. And that's kind of all you get. Mm-hmm. At this point, my sister paused it and went, wait, what's going on? I was like, how am I meant to know? <laughs> how am I meant to know? Thank you. Um, Cloud Monster, I like it. I really liked the Cloud Monster. Me too. Um, visually very appealing. Purple. Mm-hmm. Shout out to more purple being the bad place. I mm-hmm. think it's just very standardised across the whole thing. Very, very nice. Um, so branch timelines aren't destroyed. They're put in the void. Yeah. Which is the end of time or as far as we can travel. Yeah, as far as the sacred Something timeline along those goes. Lines. Yes, which is nonsense 616. Um yeah. <laughs> So they can't be destroyed. So obviously the TVA, the timekeepers aren't real. They're obviously not all powerful because they don't use chaos magic. So they can't spontaneously create or destroy. They have to displace mm-hmm. and let this monster eat. So mm-hmm. they do no killing. They do no pruning. They do nothing. They have no power. Obviously, all of the time travel and stuff is impressive. But this unlimited power they supposedly have isn't real because they displace you know what's interesting they know that they can send someone to like the end of time and like displace them like that but they couldn't think that sylvie was hiding in ends of times yep it's they're not very bright no it's it's kind of like a loop around and they do have that conversation where sylvie says to ravona like i was hiding in apocalypses so you couldn't see me so we won't see what's happening in the void because it's mm-hmm. anything that happens there has no consequence. Yep. And so the associations are there. I just don't know why they weren't made, obviously, for a plot point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Loki had to discover it for the narrative. Yeah. But if this was like a real scenario, you'd be like, why haven't they figured that one out? Mm. Um, there's a lot of wording and phrasing that I'm not 100% sure on from the episode. Sure some of it is wrong. Like, at one point I thought they called the cloud monster Goliath, and then it sounds like they say Aliath. Yeah, it's Aliath. Aliath. Yeah. So, like, I got very confused. And they also (laughs) say something about the dogma. Uh The dogma says that it's Aliath. I have no idea what that is. That might be a comic book reference. That might be a reference that I've completely missed from, like, an old movie. But they use it as a throwaway, and I really don't know what it is. So there's, like, a lot of that that we're probably missing. Well, well um, what do you... Wait, when do they say dogma? Do you remember? Like, are they... Yeah, so I'm I'm reading my notes in chronological. So when they're going from the bus station to the bunker, let's say. Yeah. When they're doing that long walking conversation. Yeah. It's kind of referenced in there. Spandex Loki says it as like a throwaway comment. Do you know what he says? Is he like. It's in reference to the Eliath and like that the dogma says that it's this. I could be like mishearing that. I might go back and watch it with uh, captions on after we record this so that I can actually see what's going on. But well, I have I mean... no idea what they're talking about for like most of that conversation. Well, dogma is just like. Like. Like a set of principles. Yeah. I think so. I think they're just like, 
these are the rules of this land. And that's what that is. And I think he just uses dogma because he's pretentious. I think that makes sense and it does fit the context. I'm just saying that there is a lot that is very hit and miss <laughs> they in this sail. episode. Really? In the sense of they're probably no, as in in the sense of there's probably a lot of comic book reference. Like there's uh. a lot of reference to like hardcore fans and like Spandex Loki, that is the original comic book Loki costume. And so I know there's gonna That's be a lot I of thought. reference that we miss because neither of us have read the comics. So I'm just oh, saying now that there's probably a lot that we Right. Either don't understand or mm-hmm. completely miss. Right. So don't roast us. Don't roast us, please. Or just, or just let me know because I am really interested in seeing all the comic book references. I just don't know them. Hell yeah. But still be nice um, about it. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, and then they kind of say, throwaway comment again. Loki said that he didn't find the fact that there was an alligator variant of him strange. Which I think I that's just funny. Adore. <laughs> right? I love that. I love the whole alligator Loki little narrative point that's used across the episode i love and did they say um, tell me if i caught this wrong did they say that his name is tank potentially i didn't hear that <laughs> i didn't hear a name but if that's the case that's awesome i'm pretty sure they said this, that's is the, tank. this is the downside of only watching the episode once before we talk because i usually watch it and then i watch it with captions mm-hmm. so that i can get like everything right so as i say there may be things wrong but hopefully that's his name because i i love that <laughs> Let me um, it. They call the cloud monster a living tempest, which again yes. could be very pompous talk, but it's a cloud monster. Mm-hmm. Again, I love it. I love everything Spandex Loki says because he just has a flair for the dramatic. I love him so as every much. Loki does. It's very good. I like all of the interactions. Like Spandex Loki says, "Don't worry about him. He's just being oversensitive, just like the rest of us." Mm-hmm. The self-awareness is just amazing because it's, it's just a narrative on his character yes. that I really enjoyed. Um, and then they kind of make a comment about how Loki's survive. Um, yes. This is really interesting because I sent you a TikTok of a theory. Maybe like... Which one? Four days ago. I, I sent you several. a lot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but there is now this running theme that Loki's don't die mm-hmm. and so if if on Lamentus Loki and Sylvie decided that they were going to die, they were resigned to dying mm-hmm. but Lokis don't die that may cause a nexus point Yes. so that kind of gives a free pass to the whole romance thing because the nexus point isn't the romance and that's the what I can't die mm-hmm. that's what I'm holding on to that's what I'm holding on to. Although they do talk a little bit later about that, and um, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. But I really like the idea that Loki's can't die. I really like that it's a narrative point. Yeah, I like that, that too. Loki's don't die. And that this place is just a wasteland of of Loki's. Loki's on Loki's. Yeah, because because every single time there's not a single superhero that we saw. There's not a single. Literally all they just talk Loki's. about. They talk about what later on they talk about cannibal pirates. Yeah. And, Things like that, but you don't really see Lokis or anything other than Loki. a Loki, like a Captain America or or yeah. Iron Man. You don't really see it. Um, They're not ruining. It's time really line, interesting that they that they survive, mm-hmm. that Lokis live, and so I think that that's an interesting plot point of how does Loki die in Endgame, 
if he doesn't die. Exactly, which I, there's something cool about that, what maybe, we'll, we'll, we'll get there later when Spandex Loki talks about it, once we get into the um, bunker. Yeah. He tells them. Uh, yeah, because I, they... I do have a thought on, on that, that we can talk about yeah there but then they're coming okay. up to the bank to the bunker uh just a couple of notes before we get into the bunker because obviously it cuts back to the tva for a moment mm. first of all there are easter eggs or hints or something when we get to the bunker there's a plane by the entrance that says thanos when they're panning into the ground you see Mjolnir, which i'm probably saying wrong but that's <laughs> thor's hammer in the ground and there's, I'm sure if you watch it again, it's, there are going to be more little Easter eggs like thrown in. I have which is a very question: cool. was the was one of the Lokis holding the hammer? It what is that like that he's a, holding? It looks like a handmade version. It doesn't look like it's not the actual hammer. It looks like a Loki. Okay, I was so confused. I was like, is that Loki? But he has Thor's power. Is that his variation? <laughs> I would love that. I like, first of all love that. Right. But I don't I think it's more of a mock. Aw, he's than... cosplaying as his brother. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, sweet. So we've got the cosplaying Loki, we got Spandex Loki, and we have Tank. Bite sized. <laughs> and the kid. Comfort. Yeah. And so then they go into the bunker. Loki's a little bit freaked. Wait, and hold on. Before we go to the bunker, speaking of yes. Kid Loki, when Loki, right? when our Loki asks, what's your variation? Yes. I killed Thor, he says. <laughs> then right. this is like a 13-year-old kid. He says, I killed Thor. <laughs> then, like, okay, he says this, but then you cut to the bunker, and this is jumping ahead just a touch, mm-hmm. but then Thor Loki, Hammer Loki, <laughs> yes. says this whole grand story of oh yeah I was an excess point because I killed Captain America and Iron Man and I got all six Infinity Stones and you know it's fake yeah but it's very very possible that they're all coming up with their own narratives to become the best the scariest the most successful Loki so that kid may not have killed Thor oh I didn't think it was fake I thought that was just like what he did I was like that's wild they jest him for it they jest him for it like straight after do they? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. What did they say? I don't know the exact words, but they're basically like, yeah, all right. And then he turns around and goes to the alligator, like, at least I wasn't a nexus point because I ate the wrong neighbor's sheep or something. So, like. Oh, yeah, the, the wrong three legged cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that it's more of a. Oh. He's bigged up his own story. Like, maybe that's a variation of it. Maybe he does kill Iron Man or something. But I don't think he kills Iron Man and Captain America and gets you all get six and things I think because that Nexus point would be huge. He wouldn't get that far. Yeah, I thought that too, so, but I also wanted to believe it. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> then we cut to the TVA and it's Sylvie and Ravona mm-hmm. having a little natter. Um, Obviously, she's trying to get Ravona on her side, which we all know is a waste of time. I'd say that Ravona's trying to get Sylvie on her side. Oh, no. Like, I don't like Ravona, but it's a very good character in the fact of... Well, not like her side, like on the side of TVA, but I feel like in in the power dynamic, it's not Sylvie who wants something from Ravona. It's Ravona who wants something from Sylvie. 
Well, Sylvie got everything she needed from Ravona because she needs to prune herself and take a... I mean, but trans- she's not there trans- yet. Like, they work I together can't. for the little bit, and Ravona like, coaxes her, like, trust me, trust me. She's the one saying, trust me, and Sylvie's Yeah, but like, she's doing that to buy time. Yeah, but th- I'm saying, like, Sylvie's not the one who's, like, wanting in this situation. Maybe. I, th- I think it's a very... It's done very interestingly because it's two independent women who aren't working for like a higher power. They're working for themselves at this point because we all know we can kind of see that Ravona's going off on her own yeah. mission. She's not working for the TVA as such. And so it's a really interestingly written dynamic, I think, because it's both both of them saying like, oh no, I'm doing what I believe is the correct thing to do. I'm doing what my power should be and yeah Ravona still turns around and betrays her and I'm like I don't like you fundamentally as a character well she was definitely doing that like from the start because I was like I I wrote a note I was like that's a quick change of heart for the judge like you immediately just start searching for information together and you give her the yeah uh, like interesting but then of course I'm we find if out anyone she belie- is. <laughs> I'd be worried if anyone actually believed Rafona was on Sylvie's side during that scene because it was very clear from the start. Also, Miss Minutes, just a throwaway comment, but Miss Minutes becomes like a sentient character again. Yeah, I said that like suddenly there's digital technology. What is that? Because we see we see Miss Minutes in episode two doing loki's training yeah and he says but like, she's like on a tv recorded type thing right oh no she's a projection oh f me or but he says are you a pre-recorded like visual mm-hmm. or are you sentient do you have your own thoughts and it's she says it's a combination of both because like he tries to hit her with the magazine and she's bouncing around and you know she has sentience but then we don't see her for two and a half episodes yeah and then she comes back and she's suddenly helping Ravona and helping plan catch Sylvie and you know it's and it's odd I found I want it, to see more of this character I found it Janet. weird that they were like Ravona was like so open with what she wanted because I'm thinking like this is an automated thing like it's definitely connected to like the creators of the TVA why do you want them to have the information of what you're searching for like well I believe this thing is going like to tell on you Janet's have you watched The Good Place yeah yeah, I think it's like a Janet situation where when they were asking questions about the bad place, obviously Janet answered, but it doesn't go straight back to Michael that, hey, this person looked up this thing. I think it's more of just a, hey, this stuff is available to people of this level. Mm. And they don't question it because they don't think that they're kind of so egotistical that they don't think anyone would actually try and betray them at that level. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah, they can access that information because... What are they going to do with it? They they believe that we're gods, lizard gods from beyond the stars. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah I, I think that they're just, they don't care. Whoever it is, they don't care that she has the access. All right. Um, the self-prune was a power move. That was such I a power that. move. I'm so in love with her. It's a very Sylvie move. I think that there's no other way that that scene could have gone. Yeah, I was like, that's a perfect way out. Like, good for her. Good for her. She's so cool. Um, and then she prunes. And I said it cuts Sylvie back to the mm-hmm. yeah. I said Sylvie Big Brain was my note. So Sylvie Big Brain, nod nod. 
So, uh-huh. so with a brain. Yeah, Love then that. we cut back. And then we cut back to the bunker, and they're talk- this is where they're talking about how their nexus points. Mm-hmm. And old spandex Loki. Oh, That's I kind of love what we wanted his. To talk about. I loved his. Yeah. When he was Go talking about how powerful his um, what illusion? What's it called? Like, yeah. Yeah, how powerful his the, illusion was magic. that it fooled everyone, and then he like that's how he faked his own death. And like as I was listening to that, because isn't that like what people think Loki did? Like our Loki did in the actual MCU. That yes, he faked that, his that's death. My note. And I was like, that's where. Oh my gosh, is this him getting the idea to do that? Is Loki coming back to the movies, like? Ah, well, of course, we do think that he's coming back to the movies because we... We do, yeah, we, yeah. we do think he's coming back um, and bringing Sylvie with him, right, please? Yeah, um, please, I'm begging. More Sylvie, please. more Sylvie. But yeah, that's my note, that um, Spandex Loki does literally what everyone wanted Loki to do in Endgame. Mm-hmm. He's not dead. He used illusion magic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that was the whole thing. And because this is but, 2012 Loki, I can only imagine he's going to go back to 2012 when he's done no i think i think he has to go back to the end of the existing timeline so i think he'll have to go back after the events of infinity war but how does he do that if he just got the information of what to do during ragnarok or whatever like because he's out of that timeline he's not like he's not there during uh um what happens after that where else does he pop up after the first avengers like he's pulled out of there, so he needs to go back to there to live through that. No, the timeline. No, the timeline is reset. So, in this timeline, it's just reset. So Loki doesn't get the Tesseract in at the end of Avengers. Everything just kind of carries on as it was. So wait, hold on. So then, they they like put a new Loki back there. Yeah. So they basically the, there was a branch in the timeline. When the Avengers go back to 2012 New York, take the Tesseract, fail, and when Loki gets away, that's the branch. That's the Nexus point. Yeah. That's the whole new timeline. They destroyed that timeline, therefore undoing the effect of the Avengers going back to 2012, and it's as if they went straight back to whatever it was they went to, to get the Tesseract from Howard Stark. Which is really confusing. (laughs) That's, but the that's TVA not how is basically saying that works. that timeline doesn't exist. Wait, so wait, the MCU timeline doesn't exist? No, no, no. The TVA are saying that the the TVA are saying that the timeline where Loki gets the Tesseract where like he escapes at the top of the series, right? Yes, they're saying okay. that that timeline has been destroyed. That was their goal. They don't care about the avengers or whatever because what they're doing is correct whatever yeah but to the tva that timeline has been destroyed that's been tidied up time travel is so stupid how on earth does that work because if oh my god so they're just pulling loki's left and right like they take that loki and then suddenly there's one how do they take in the loki if he's still in that timeline i don't (laughs) ah i think hear me out i'm listening because loki's can't die it must take an awful lot of power or repetitive pruning to get the ending where Loki does die at the hands of Thanos. Mm-hmm. And so pro- what's probably happening is at every single turn, Loki is surviving because that's 
that's where you know, he's got to go. Right. Okay. And then at every single step the TVA are having to go in, prune the Loki, which is why there are so many of them compared to everything else in the void. Mm-hmm. Because Loki is a key factor in Thanos not killing him, pretty much, because yeah. <laughs> they're meant to survive. And that's why there are so many of them. So I think, even though it doesn't make sense to the past of the timeline, just, let's just pretend for a moment that everything that happens up until the end of Infinity War is concrete. Like that's Let's just pretend that. that. Let's pretend that. Okay. Because even though even though time is fluid and nexus points are a thing, let's just pretend that that's concrete. Because because right. time travel is not you, real, and there's no imagine... way to know what how it works because it doesn't. Exactly. But when you imagine the rest of the MCU and Phase Four, I don't think they're gonna say like, oh, but we're gonna start from 2012 again. Yeah, because I don't think that they would do that in the MCU. I was thinking maybe that's something they'd wrap up next episode and like a tight I, I don't scene. think they care. I don't think they care. Of course they. Don't. I think they're just Disney. gonna leave it. You punks. <laughs> anyway, oh, question I still think... about that. How does yes. Loki know what happens at Ragnarok? Is that because what he, he watches? watches? All of those clips. Is that okay? I was like in the first episode. I was thinking that, but then back. I was like, does he watch the whole thing? Because I thought he just like skipped through some of it, and I was like, hmm. I mean, he skips through it, but you see the highlights. He sees the highlight reel. <laughs> He's got the highlights. The yeah, highlight you reel. know, after a football game, you watch the highlights. <laughs> you know what's going on. <laughs> Okay, he's got the highlights. Sweet. So everything's tied he up nice and neat. all the personal development, but he sees the highlights. <laughs> okay, um, good. As long as he knows what's important. And so he kind of does that. And I think that what's going to happen is he's going to get put back after Infinity War because technically he has to die. But what he'll do is he'll use the story of Spandex Loki oh. as mm-hmm. why he didn't show up in Infinity War because... Oh, I was living on a planet so that, you know... You'll never I believe didn't... it. <laughs> I was that Loki Because he, ha- he now has this story mm-hmm. that he can use. Oh, I went off to this planet and I hid because I didn't want to hurt anyone. But I missed you too much, so I've come back. And I'm oh, sorry for the okay, pain I've yeah. caused. I think that that will be... His story. Because he can't turn around to Thor and be like... Yeah, so I got sucked into a um, DMV of time where they just kept hunting me down. <gasps> because I'm meant to die. And I didn't. And I met this guy who voices Lightning McQueen, and we basically (laughs) saved time from the lizard gods. I just don't think he can get away with that. Right, but hold on. How is he going to explain away Sylvie if we keep Sylvie? Or do we not keep Sylvie? Oh my god, this This is is just my girlfriend. This is my girlfriend, kiss, kiss. When I went to the the planet that's uninhabitable, Sylvie was just there. She was just there. It's crazy. Kicking ass and taking So convenient. The love of my life was on this lonely planet. Isn't she so Um, different from me? We're not similar at all. We're definitely not. She's female. Ta-da. And blonde, so. (laughs) I couldn't be the same. No similarities here. (laughs) Also, this is my pet alligator. This is the worst episode we've done so far. Um, I think this is the best. I think we're doing great talking theories. I like this because I feel like we have a lot of opinions to share. I think that's what makes it interesting. People can watch the real episode themselves. They don't need us to recap it. I imagine they listen to it because they want to hear what we have to say. And if that's not the case, I'm so sorry. sorry anyway um, okay the episode basically yeah that's what i think is going to happen to loki in the future Mm -hmm. like i don't think they're going to try and explain away the 2012 logic of it i think they're just going to 
sweep it under the carpet and be like, but look at all these fancy things we did. Yeah. So they're going to take of care course. of it. We don't have to worry about it a little bit. So good luck, yeah, Disney. We're not going to think about it. wish you luck. <laughs> anyway, um, this. And then the bunker gets raided, if I'm getting that order correct. No, I think what happens next is we see Sylvie. Oh, we see Sylvie. Yeah, because I've Sylvie. written, what the fuck was that magic? Yeah. I didn't know where that was. That was when Sylvie saw the flash. Yeah, of the green and like, ooh. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Obviously, mm. they explain it away a bit later on. Yeah. Can we just appreciate that they put Owen Wilson in a car graveyard? I driving know. A car? <laughs> Owen Wilson, Ka-chow. a speed racer. Ka-chow. <laughs> it's the role he was born to play. Every podcast from now on will start out as Ka-chow. Welcome <laughs> back to the conversation. <laughs> I so badly need that to, to happen. I'm doing it. This is it now. Okay, perfect. We're I... starting from the top. Start the episode again. <laughs> Ka-chow. Welcome to the conversation. Ka-chow, Katie. Ka-chow, Sasha. How's it going? Oh my god. We can't do that. I need to add Scorpio that as a sound Scorpio with a sweater is now going to start every single stream with Ka-chow. Ka-chow. I don't know if you knew this, but... Ka-chow, friends. I'm back again with some Sims content. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Please. Oh, my Please God. Please do it. Just with no... Because no one will have seen this yet. No context. <laughs> You're streaming at 3 p.m. today. Yeah, they're going to be like, uh, is Sasha having Ka-chow, a stroke? friends. Welcome back to another video. <laughs> We're doing so well. Like and subscribe. Ah. Uh, <laughs> And have a ka-chow day. I hate it. I hate it as much as I love it. (laughs) I'm crying again. This is twice. Not again. You're killing me. (sighs) Mobius saves Sylvie in a car graveyard. It's all a reference to cars. This is all... Welcome to the Cars MCU. Um... (laughs) I love that so much. I I wrote Mobius. Yeah, they just Nothing happens in that entire scene. They just get in a car and go away. It could have been anywhere else in the episode. It wouldn't have made a difference. It was a reunion and I loved it. We needed a break I from the Lokis. I love them two together. I love them together. Speaking of, speaking of Lokis, it cuts back to the bunker. There mm-hmm. are like eight more Lokis. Yeah, so our Loki says, hey, we need to go fight that death cloud. And they go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're an idiot. And Loki goes, yeah. screw you. So he goes to leave the bunker and he's greeted with an army of Lokis. Yes. Who are wearing yeah. like campaign buttons. Which is the best. <laughs> All for it. I loved it so much. And so the Lokis infiltrate the bunker and it appears that there are two separate groups of Lokis who are butting heads. And this bunker was supposed to be a secret. And it turns out cosplaying Thor Loki has betrayed Thor Slayer Loki. And now... I need, I need you to narrate every episode till the end of time. <laughs> okay. Listening to an audiobook. I'm so glad you like this. Because this was my favorite part of the episode. This whole scene was my favorite thing. <laughs> so Thor Loki... they all Lo- kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope. keep going. Okay. No, I want to... I want to hear this. Okay, so Thor Loki goes, Ha, I got you, kid. And now the kingdom is mine. And then the leader of the next pack of Lokis goes, Um, actually, my army, my kingdom. And then his army goes, Uh, actually. 
we don't yeah. want to be led by you. <laughs> this is this is the Loki's looking out for themselves thing. It's, yes. It's the core of the character. And I I wrote actually I really yourself. I really liked like the army leader Loki who like comes into the bunker. I I really thought he, to me he's who what 2012 Loki was. And I really yes. enjoyed him and I wish that we got more of that at the beginning of the series because I've said it before I'll say it again. I mm. really think that the Loki oh God, that we started off with was so soft already was so ready to make these changes and I don't think he was there yet. I think there needed to be so much more that affected him to get him to where he is now. Um, and well, I would have loved to see Loki. that. Yeah, we started off with Soft Loki. I'm like... I like Soft Loki. Listen, Soft I Loki love I Soft Loki, but I wanted more of like a slow burn. <laughs> I wanted a slow burn. What can I You're say? You're getting a slow burn. You're getting a slow burn between Loki and Sylvie. <laughs> I want to put that fire out. <laughs> I would like to extinguish it. I mean, you asked. You just weren't specific enough. Uh, I God damn it. I need to learn to be more specific. Uh, I could never deal you with it. You said slow TV. burn and they said kick kiss. Um, <laughs> You're right. That's my bad. So, not to derail from the very silly conversation we've been having, but... I think that this scene shows a really interesting portrayal of gender within Loki's identity. Mm. Because what you see is Loki trusts Sylvie pretty much immediately. Yeah. I don't know it's because whether it's because he needs a friend or because it's soft Loki. He's just really lonely, but he immediately trusts Sylvie. Yes. Like immediately. But he comes across these characters and literally, they're at each other's throats at every opportunity, looking out for themselves, fighting with each other. Yeah. You know, there's there's no, oh, we're going to work as a team. Like, even those people, the five of them that made the bunker or whatever, the four of them, mm-hmm. there was still a betrayal within that. Yeah. And they still would have betrayed each other. Like, that, that is still there. Mm-hmm. And they always look out for themselves. They weren't going to help Loki fight this cloud monster. They weren't going to do anything. It's all looking out for themselves. Yeah. With the really rare exceptions of our Loki trusting Sylvie and then Spandex Loki towards the end does that thing that we can talk about, but yeah. that's unselfish. Yeah. And I, I think, think it's really interesting that the only character that chooses the betterment of the world over I want to rule is Sylvie, who is the only female variant that we see. Yeah. It kind of shows that maybe being put in a female body... Loki has a very different perception of the world, maybe is brought up differently by Odin, and just has those foundations yeah. of, I don't need to rule because I've been wronged and this needs to be put right. Mm-hmm. But also, I think Sylvie, it's just a really interesting look. Sylvie, like, wasn't raised on Asgard. She was taken away so young. So she's, I think she's but, had, like, a tougher go of it than any of them and more, like, more, like, actual isolation. But I think, and as well, um, I think I was talking to Nate about this. Mm-hmm. Sylvie, uh, Odin, never liked Loki because Loki was a boy who may have ascended to the throne mm-hmm. and obviously wasn't his blood relative. And so he just despised him. That's why Loki didn't have the greatest upbringing or the greatest relationship with his father because his father was scared yeah. he was going to take the throne if something happened to Thor because Thor didn't want it. Yeah. In Asgard, and we assume that they have the same old traditions of Earth, mm-hmm. 
Sylvie would have never taken the throne because she mm. is a female. Yeah. So Odin would not have that fear, even if she was whatever it was, an ice thing. Yeah, frost <laughs> really giant. Terms. Yeah, frost, thank you. <laughs> she wouldn't have ever ascended the throne because she was a woman. Yeah. And so Odin probably could have loved her more. So in those early years of her life, she wasn't taught magic by her mother because there was no need for it. But instead was given a very healthy and loving childhood that led to, obviously, her wanting to be a hero, which is why she became a Nexus Point so early on in her life. Yeah, oh, interesting. But it's just interesting to see how gender plays, like, a massive role on the Loki identity. And I found that a little weird, like, kind of going derailing slightly, but Loki's, like, gender fluid, like, that's... We've all accepted that, right? Yes. I find it interesting that, like, when he says, like, have you met a variant of us that's a woman? And I don't know. I was like, is it weird to gender her? I mean, obviously not because it's, like, supposed to be, ooh, female Loki. But, like, is that Loki not gender fluid? I don't know. I think that... I know it's I probably, like, Loki four is gender plot. fluid. Um, it's but, definitely like, four plot, and I'm hoping that in the future it becomes less of a narrative point and just becomes a thing that exists yeah. because then it will be and like less binary loki can do what they want yeah. um but right now it's a narrative point so they kind of have yeah. to use the distinction because you can't turn around and say oh have you seen a blonde loki because them like, presenting work as well they could yes that it, it doesn't disney... i don't think it has the same effect of the narrative and it is disney and i think we need yeah. to take the baby steps as they happen yeah, but Disney, um, get more genderqueer people on your teams. Thank you. That's it. That's all I had to say. I mean, yeah, female bisexual director. Look what we got. So, we're um, listen. We're board. taking strides. And so, yeah, I think it's just interesting that all of the Loki variants that ended up in. Male. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Maybe it's wait. I think you were just to say this that all the variants are male. So like. There could be, like, an entire population of female presenting Lokis who just simply have not fucked up. That was what I was going to say, yeah. It's basically yeah. the... Okay, sorry. Female presenting Lokis... Well, let's, let's Wait, say do you want me to say first. that again without a curse word? No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Just visualize, visualize for a second for me two streams of time, just two straight lines. Okay. One of them... Loki is born as a male, one of them Loki is born as a female. Mm-hmm. In both time streams, they grow up very differently. Mm-hmm. They have the same parents and Thor, but the upbringing and the relationships are very, very different. Mm-hmm. Sylvie gets cut off very, very young yes. because she chooses to be good. Mm. Arguably, there may be a couple of stems off before that from mm-hmm. where maybe she tried to kill Thor, or she went really off the rails, or she never got told she was adopted. So you can assume that those timelines all end when mm-hmm. Sylvie gets taken out at the point she's taken out. And it all gets corrected, and suddenly she's the male Loki we see today. Male mm. Loki did very, very well at following what he was meant to do up until yeah. very late in his life. Yeah. And so therefore there's more opportunity for stems. So there may be like four female variants of Loki out there or female presenting. 
But most of the variants we see would have been from the masculine timeline because it would have gotten further because of the nature and nurture of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that there aren't other variants and I'm not saying that the variants we see aren't going to be more feminine presenting in the future. Yeah. But I think for the narrative of where they've come from in the timelines, Uh they've chosen to keep them more masculine for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it just helps to fit the timeline a little bit better so that you can see kind of where they've come from. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah? I like that. Did that make any sense? I think that makes sense to me, but I'm also maybe my brain's not good, so... I think our brains are a little bit. I followed you. <laughs> but away from the conversation of gender identity. Yeah. Um, On with the We episode, see a lot right? of very cool, very different applications of magic in that fight scene. Yes. One of them uses portals. Mm-hmm. One of them uses illusion. You know, there's a lot of... One uses, like, straight up teleportation, I think. Yeah. Very, very cool applications of the magic and... As Sylvie says a little bit later on, they're all the same person. (laughs) So they all have that capability. Yeah. So they all have the opportunity to enchant or to teleport or to build entire cities. It's just like what sticks in their brain that like, this is mine. This is what I use. What works for me. It's It's the way they were brought up. The what they've needed to know. It's very defining of a Loki. And I, I really like that. I like that they all use different things, even though they're all capable of the same things. Very yeah. telling. And it does mean that in the future as well, if Loki does return to the MCU, mm-hmm. you've got all of these different options for magic. Yeah. He's not just going to be zip zapping. He can do <laughs> kind of He's all, got all of this new stuff. Yeah. He's leveled up since the last time we saw him. Mm-hmm. Which is very funky. Yeah. Um, okay. And then it kind of cuts out to them stomping around towards the cloud monster. Yeah, because the, the good guys, minus cosplaying Thor Loki, have gotten yes. out of the bunker. Yes. Through portals. Yes. Um, this new magic that we're now seeing, <laughs> portals. Um, and as they're walking along, you can see active pruning. You can see things being dropped off. Oh, I didn't uh, even in catch the background, cool. Which is very cool. Uh, like, the kind of graphics for that, mm-hmm. very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Cloud Monster and a ship gets basically dropped in front of it. Yeah. It eats, like, living matter, is what I noticed. Like, it doesn't eat the whole ship. Yeah. Just all of the people and such. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was very cool. And yeah. then, again, they reference the whole Lokis don't die thing. Yeah. But then our Loki dies. Wait, you know, hold on. I just thought of this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you're right. A Loki does die, so I don't know. But... <laughs> What what if, like, because it only takes in, like, people, what if it's, like, like how we thought pruning was death, but they actually go somewhere else? What if the thing eating them is, like, them getting to the other side of the storm? I don't know. I think Because it doesn't, like, the... destroy everything. It just takes the people. In the description for the episode, mm-hmm. they describe the void as purgatory well that's not fun and so i can imagine that you live in purgatory until you die yeah and move on to afterlife whatever you believe that to be Mm -hmm. and i think it kind of just saves disney the conversation of what is the afterlife (laughs) because you're in this purgatory you're in the void (laughs) 
Uh, Disney don't have to touch religion <laughs> with a 10-foot pole. I think that's kind of why they've done it. Good thinking. Um, yeah, you're probably right. And so, <laughs> I don't know. It's I have no idea what I was going to say next now. Uh, head, you were, head empty. Head empty. Um, well, the, we see the ship get um, the people removed, and then we see headlights in the distance, and that's when we hear, like, oh, oh yeah, sometimes reunion. there's cannibals and... Whatever. Oh my god, so much happens. Yeah. <laughs> I have no notes for the second half of this. Oh my god. Oh my god, okay. Sasha carrying yes, the episode? The, another, comment, another comment is made about how Lokis don't die and that they can't die and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. It cuts back to the TVA and we see B-15, the icon that they are. Uh, we see B-15 in SL. Yes. There is a lot of orange going on. Mm-hmm. Lots like, of orange, lots of usual. like bright red on B-15. Yeah, there's like a lot of this earth tone brightness that we haven't seen before because before it's been a lot of brown with accents and now it's just like really red. saturated. Now it's just orange and reds and yeah. I love that. I love could, like it could be used mm. to portray Ravona's anger, like to say that her environment is becoming redder because she's yeah. becoming more of a violent character. Or yeah. it could literally just be the TVA is falling apart. And now you're seeing more reds because it's becoming less natural. Yeah, or, like, all the characters are, like, in red because of, like, the increased danger that they're in. Yeah, I think there's loads of cinematic uses of red. Excellent lighting. Excellent lighting, They couldn't have used, like, a lilac or something that has very obvious Like, cool, tones. It had to be a red. Yeah. So, great work, production team. Once again, Mm -hmm. we stan you. I love you. Very, very good. Uh Uh-huh. But we see a lot of red, which is great. And Ravona is now not working for the TVA. She's working for herself. But she's presenting because... as working for the TVA. Yeah, and I B-50 think that she wants to go off and be the new timekeeper. Yeah. Or she I wants answers. What's... I don't know. I still really, until the moment that B-15 called her out for, like, you want to figure out who's behind this. That's what you want. I really thought she, she was um, actually behind the timekeepers. Um, but then I was like, oh, I think I gotta let my theory go. Yeah, I th- yeah, I don't think she's the lizard god. Yeah. It's crazy, that. So. You're gonna have to come up with a new theory for the end of the episode. I am! I don't know what to do. We'll get there. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> um, and so, basically, we've, we've learned that Ravona's kind of power-hungry, wants to solve this issue, like, but not through the TVA, mm-hmm. for her own benefit. Yeah. She's gone wrong. Um, Miss Minutes is a Janet. Miss Minutes is, like, finding all these files for her and just running about. Mm-hmm. Um, and is very sentient. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, we're back in the hut. We're back in the void. Wait, I want to... All of the fun discussions. There's something that I like that B-15 says to Ravona. Oh, go um, for it. Because um, somehow they get on the conversation of, like, Ravona versus Sylvie. And B-15's like, you're not going to beat her to the answers because you want the answers and she needs them. Mm. I was like, oh, B-15! We love B-15. B-15 in the MCU. Literally, keep B-15 forever. Like, Maria Hill got a show. Give me B-15. Yeah, I'm pretty begging. much. B-15. Okay, that's it. Continue. We're back in the void. Mm-hmm. This is kind of one of my favorite kind of parts of the episode because it's nothing important at all at all but let's emphasize that i'm not talking about what you're talking about wait oh i, I but, skipped something never mind Continue, loki, I love you. 
Mobius, Spandex Loki, Kid Size Loki, and Alligator Loki are all sitting in a hut with a fire, just chatting, just chatting. And, well, first of all, they're talking about the fact that Mobius has never seen an alligator in the TVA (laughs) because they were trying to work out his nexus and who caught him, (laughs) which I loved. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes on for a little bit, and then Mobius says the thing about, um, how he's gonna go burn the TVA to the ground, Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they say, like, what, you're gonna turn your back on everything you've known, and he kind of makes the comment of, it's never too late to to do the right thing, to, you know, to change who you are, and I think he says that to Lokis a lot, because no one's ever said that to a Loki, Yeah, and he obviously thinks it's very important. Yeah. And I love that. And then we have your favorite scene in the entire MCU. Oh my god! As soon as that blanket appeared, I was like, "I'm oh god, do I need to watch?" I just Um, my only comment for that scene is uh, "fucking smooth blanket moves." Smooth blanket moves. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I wrote. My god. I was just so in shock by the entire scene. (laughs) I just that's all I wrote. I just. I don't know. I just don't like when everything has romance, and I don't think that it needs it. I get that. I think that it's, like, nice to portray, like, they do have, like, this understanding within each other, and I think that maybe there is, like, like a love there, but I don't think it needs to be so lovey-dovey. Running on the theory that... Running on the theory that Lamentis' nexus point was because they were going to die and not because they were about to kiss. <laughs> yeah. The Loki and Sylvie relationship could just be a very warped understanding of love and connection because they've never had it before. Mm-hmm. They weren't raised in loving households. One of them was living in apocalypse as the other one was raised by a father who hated him. I see that. But then how are and they so, so conventionally romantic? I wish they were they, more awkward. They don't know the difference. Well, they are awkward. Did you not see that scene? I think it's awkward for me because I hate them together. Right, but like still they're sitting so close to each other. They're like making moves. And I'm like, I think it should be more like, um, I don't hate you. And I don't know what that is. But there's like, there's like a vulnerability there that I don't think is warranted. But even Sylvie says like, I've never had friends. I've never had anyone. She doesn't openly say you know romantic it's very awkward it's very i've never had anyone and so there's a very high chance that sylvie especially doesn't know romantic affections compared to you know friendly right interactions and And so mm -hmm. they could very easily get away with oh no they're just really really close like they have a soul bond or whatever, but they're not romantically inclined. They could very easily save themselves in the last minute because they could build this hype of, are they actually going to do this? And then turn around at the last minute and say, no, 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 no. They're just like soul bonded, like really good friends. Mm. Um, they just don't really understand romance because they've both been alone for so long. They could easily save it. I, li- I fully agree with like Sylvie. I think that with what you said about Sylvie, I mean. I think she does, like, she says, like, I've never had friends. I've never had this. I think she's, I think male Loki is too, not sure of himself, but too 
not um, guarded. I he's, think that female Loki... Sylvie. She's got it right. I think <laughs> she's got it right. I think Sylvie's got this warped understanding of never being close to anyone before. And she's coming across as that. Like, I've never had friends. I've never had anyone. She's literally just acting as an awkward person that's never really had anyone close. Like, that's coming across. Yeah, that's coming across I think for me. That, I think that Loki is warping his connection with Sylvie towards romantic affections because he's never really had someone that likes him for friendship because they right. say on the train and i know you hated the train conversation but they say on the train that loki's never had any deep connections before you know he's had passing flings but no one's ever wanted to get to know him and so he could easily misconstrue sylvie's interest and care for him as I think I'm falling in love with her. And I think that that comes from him as a character rather than they're actually going, like, they're actually in love with each other. I, maybe. Okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot and I don't, like, I don't want to project my thoughts of Tom's acting, but, like, as someone who's, like, studied classical theater a lot, and uh, knowing Tom's background in Shakespeare and in stage performance, I think that, like, when you act in Shakespeare, it's so different from any sort of modern stuff because there is no subtext. You don't have to play any sort of double meaning. They say what they mean and they mean what they say. And I think I see that a lot in his acting. Like, he's so... Everything he says is so honest. And I think that's where I'm getting campy from. And I don't yeah. think that that really works with this, where there is so much subtext in this scene of, like, I'm not sure what's happening, but I know that I, like, I have a feeling for you. So it comes across as so honest, and I think that's where I'm going, like, God damn it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I think, it, I think at the end of the day, like, they very much could turn around and say, like, no, no, no this is this is a romance they could very much turn around and say like no this is what we're going with yeah i think we are just building this narrative where that's not the case because we don't want it to be that but it could very possibly be oh yeah no they're in love but we're just choosing not to right um, i'm sure that they could tell us that but i'm saying i'm not going to buy it and i am not buying it (laughs) yeah that's what we're saying just for anyone that does listen to this we're not saying obviously they're not going to fall in love. They so are. That's the easy narrative point. Yeah. There's only one episode left. We're yeah. just saying. <laughs> I don't think they think, should. And that we don't want it to be. That's yes. all. Welcome um, to our opinions, the podcast. <laughs> With some Loki sprinkled the opinion in. podcast. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Then, once that nonsense is over. Yep. Um, they, it cuts, okay. I've, I've written this note and I meant to say it earlier. The bird things in the void that just have the floating orb heads. Yeah, the weird, like, peacock I hate things. Them. They're so weird. I hate them. What hate is up them. with that? It's like a visceral <laughs> rage. I don't like them. They look They repulsive. make me uncomfortable. I agree. I agree. And it's just something about that last time I saw them. I just mm. paused it and went, I don't, li- I don't like them. I, <laughs> I don't want to see them anymore. Um... But then it kind of cuts to the big old final location, mm-hmm. so to speak. And 
there's this weird Loki Sylvie moment again where they're like, no, where you go, I go. Mara. Yeah. Um, and she gives the... I call them a transmat. They're probably something else. The, the time travel Tempad. Tempad or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And she gives it to Mobius and Mobius says, I'ma burn it down. Um, thank you for giving me the spark or something, which I thought was a very cool little Mobius line. Yeah. And then they hug. Um, Mobius goes like for the, the handshake and then they hug. And I liked and that. It, feels... it was campy, but I loved it. I feel like it's the beginning of the end and it made me kind of want to cry. Not like, oh, I'm going to cry real tears, but just like, oh, that was a moment you've been waiting for for five episodes because yeah. you are invested in their friendship. I agree. I, I really like that moment. Um, Baby Loki gives Loki a flaming sword. Yeah, he Which does. Which we can only assume is from the comic books. Yep. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> um, and then the two Loki, the three Loki, two, Lo- mm, two Lokis and an alligator yes. walk away. <laughs> and Mobius goes back to the TVA. We don't see him from there. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's where they'll kick off next episode. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> I forgot what was <laughs> The music kicks off. The killer mm. final big boss scene, even though it's not a big boss scene because it's kind of like underwhelming in the grand scheme. But that music was amazing. And I know I said music I wasn't gonna was mention amazing. it again. But the music was so good. I really liked I, I really liked that scene. Because I was like, How the f- are you gonna fight a cloud? How are you gonna fight a cloud? But I really like um what ended up happening where um Really? Can I say it? Spandex Loki comes back. Oh yeah! Please talk about that. I love that. I love that. That was so cool. They're like walking away. The three of them: Spandex Loki, Kid Loki, and Alligator Loki. Um, while Sylvie and our Loki go to try and enchant this giant magic dog cloud. Uh, and it's not going well because they're like, um, I'm not getting a read on this. I think we might need a distraction. So our Loki says. I got you, and then simply runs in the other direction and goes, this is my distraction. Fire sword. Lucky for us, um, Spandex Loki comes back, and because we know he's so good at illusions, he starts building up what, like, he builds up Asgard, is that correct? Yeah. Like, those are the buildings? He builds up an illusion Asgard to, like, distract the cloud, and the cloud's, like, trying to bite the illusion, and it keeps disappearing, and he's building it up, and oh my gosh, he's so cool. Oh, I love it's, him so it's amazing. much. It's beautiful. And I love that. Like that, I think I, that was the saving grace of the fight scene because Sylvie and Loki you were don't do say, much. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that you really liked that scene. And I was about to really question you because I was like, what, Loki and Sylvie using the power of friendship to oh, use yeah, enchantment no, magic um, together. That was, although I will say when they initially hold hands and they pancaked it, I was disgusted. I was like, what is going on in your stupid brain? In what world do people pancake hands for power? And then we see later on, once they interlace their hands, that's where the power comes in. So, like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm really passionate on how people hold my hands. Like, all my friends know you cannot pancake Sasha's hands. She will... I don't know. I'm going to, we're going to meet and I'm going to just pancake your hands. If you pancake my hand, you're never touching me again. I'm going to pancake your hand. Just to test that theory. 
hate this song. It's so weird. See if you like, can what res- is that? See if you can resist hugging me when we first meet after I pancaked your hand. There like, you go. Dang it. I'm going to hug you before you pancake my hand. How's no, that? I'm going to get there first. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, You're going to be going in for the hug and I'm just going to slap my hand on your hand. Oh my god, me. the betrayal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're not gonna see it coming because you're not gonna remember this conversation, but I am. You're so right. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna forget it. We we all know I'm gonna remember this for like seven years. <laughs> it's just gonna play over in your head. Pancake, mm-hmm. hand, pancake. Hand. The thing is, it won't. I won't remember it, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna book a trip to France, and Sasha's gonna meet me there, or I go to New York. Whatever. We're just gonna meet up for the first time. I'm gonna book the flights, and I'm gonna be like, I need to pancake her hand at the airport. Why do I need to do that? I don't know why I need to do that. I just know I need to do that. I know that. I need to do it. I need to pancake her hand. I'm not even going to know what pancake your hand means. I'm just going to remember. You're going to put a pancake in my literal hand and I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. uh, task I'm not failed successfully. But I'm just going to know that that's what it is. Oh my God. And then. Well, if you pancake sorry. my hand, we're not going to be able to defeat the cloud demon, so. That's I'm your... kind of okay with that. I'm okay Aww. with not using the power of friendship to um, <laughs> destroy the cloud monster uh... when Spandex Loki is literally building an entire city illusion and the that two can of withstand them. the cloud monster. It's uh, yeah, and then Spandex Loki does get like eaten the by most powerful, the most powerful Loki we've seen. He's amazing. Sorry, but Loki, Loki in Loki, Loki in <laughs> episode three. Yeah. Literally puts a building back up after it's been hit by a meteor. You know, I saw Where a lot on of Earth is that power. I saw I read some theories on that and people I saw a lot of stuff where people are like, Well, he still has one of the infinity stones. He pocketed one of them. He's got the the time reverser thing because a lot of people said like it doesn't look like he's putting it like throwing it in the opposite direction. It looks like he's turning back time and turning it like reversing it back upright. I love I love the Loki, uh, like Infinity Stone theories, and I would really love if at the end of this series, like something happened to all the time stones that or all the Infinity Stones that have been collected and put Mm -hmm. in this random drawer, because I do think that there needs to be something like maybe Casey pockets one before they go back to the uh, real world, and you know there's like a subplot for that in a new movie or whatever. Yeah. I don't think that even if Loki had done that, Time Stone is very obviously the Time Stone. Yeah. And I just don't think I think that was genuinely just Loki and his power because with the Time Stone you do all the funny hand movements and it's very green and obvious and he literally just throws his arms down at his side. Yeah. Power moves and the building goes back up. And I don't, I just think that that was a pure display of power rather than which I find interesting because where's that power now? Like you stone. said, that's what I'm saying. Why does he need to hold hands with Sylvie? I understand he hadn't done like... enchantment magic, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But so that's why I'm like, it doesn't make used sense. Magic. He hasn't used magic this entire time. Plus, magic is apparently usable in the void, so the TVA isn't in the void. Yeah. Just as a side note. <laughs> Which They're we didn't on, think like, it was. I still think oh it's in the quantum realm, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, it's not in the void because you can use magic there. Yeah. I just think that Loki has a lot more power than they're giving him. 
Yeah, and well, they're I, giving it to him for really, really short little moments when it looks cool. Yeah, and it's not consistent, and it's system. not great. And I've said this before. I really think they don't have a handle on how to write Loki. Like it's it just, he's all over the place all the time. The thing is, is you can tell where it was written by the director or where it was directed by the director, mm-hmm. and then when the Disney execs come in and go. Mm, let's let's add this in like you can see the distinctions between like oh this was written by i don't know her name or you know this was directed by this is a creative choice by this lady right versus this is what was written by straight white man from the mcu yeah you know like you can see the distinctions and she has to she has to honor his character even though it was written by straight white men yeah. And I think she's just trying to do her best to give him the leeway to finally be a better character. Yeah. But it's just like a really patchy view of that, I guess. It's a production. It's all logistics. But also, Tom's an executive producer on this. So I find that interesting. He is. But it's... There are a lot of clips on like TikTok where it's like, you can tell this this is directed by a woman. And <laughs> you really can. Yeah. And you can see that, you know, Tom has had an influence on it. I just think that there are moments where you can see a Disney exec has come in and gone like, Mm. oh, no, we can't do that. And that's not me saying that the writing isn't campy. That's not me disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that there are moments. Yeah, yeah, no. It's it's hard, like, you're never going to get a creative project that's, like, all one person's vision unless they're doing everything on it. Unless they're a true auteur and you're not going to get an auteur at Disney. Um, but it is patchy it is patchy and it's interesting for us to try and decipher what's going on what is probably just like a boardroom meeting happened where people disagreed but you can you can see that in her creative vision there isn't a romance Mm -hmm. like I think that's the most obvious part where it's just like she's directed these scenes of them as friends and then the romance has kind of been pushed yeah and that's that's what's made it it, like slightly campy yeah but it's all interesting it's all very interesting um i'm hoping that the last episode doesn't focus on the romance maybe just their bond maybe just building magic i would love it if i don't know sylvie uses illusion magic or loki does enchantment by himself or like a massive illusion like spandex loki does i think like growth of magic and then something that links back into multiverse of madness yeah yeah let's wait hold on let's let's say the last part of the episode and then we can theory oh, theory what, have I, what have I missed oh right, we missed yeah. that they actually they enchanted the, the thing monster, yeah. after they interlaced their hands instead of pancaking mm-hmm. so no pancaking if you ever we got distracted chance, by pancaking we did we did get very distracted that is, by that is what that was <laughs> that's fully my fault i take responsibility but it needed to be said that's so that's where the episode ends they interlace their hands and suddenly they've enchanted this cloud and it's green now and it opens up and we see what a city inside it looks like a kind of castle. The visual of that castle. What does it look like? What? Where has it been used? What is that? Honestly, my brain, it simply went Asgard. Because that's the only, like, spire-like thing that I could imagine. It's it's not. No offense. It's not. That's <laughs> so fine. 
It's, I don't know locations. Uh, yeah, this is what I'm saying. It looks like something. I'm not. I'm not saying it's from the MCU, but it reminds me of something. It looks like generic castle. That's wonderful. Thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. You're welcome. Here oh, to help. Always the Loki banner. The Loki banner <laughs> for all time. Yeah. The the sky looks like the Bifrost, and how you get between <gasps> the worlds from Asgard with the giant sword and Idris Elba. It looks like that. The Bifrost. Thank you. Okay, so it looks like that. It's got that kind of watercolour, rainbow, funky sky galaxy effect. Okay. There's a very straight line of white that looks like a looks like a horizon, uh-huh. but very similar to the fact that Asgard is flat. It's got that kind of vibe. Mm. And then it reflects. So it kind of looks like it's just floating in like a orb or maybe like a ocean type thing because it reflects i'm trying to describe this as well as possible yeah the castle it's really bugging me that i don't know where Wait, i recognize this one. i'm i'm looking i just googled it and people are saying it looks like dr doom's castle Doom oh i mean Stars. yeah but like and there's like putting pictures of the comic Doc- books next to it yeah but i don't think it's the i don't think it is dr doom just flat out i don't think he he has this capability we'll see um but yes, that is kind of what I'm getting at. Well, are you looking at a picture as well? So you can see that big column that has yeah. the yellow light at the top that looks very, very similar to the yeah. pruning sticks. Yeah. yeah. That's theories there. I'm seeing are Doctor Doom or Kang the Conqueror. Oh, yeah. Why is. are you Googling theories? Stop spoiling things. What do you mean I'm spoiling? <laughs> yeah. That's not spoiling. No. It's research. They're, they are the two kind of comic book contenders. Mm-hmm. While I would be okay with it being Kang, I'm not overly excited about the idea of them just throwing a major character in for no reason, so to Like, speak. right at the end, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't see Kang connecting into Multiverse of Madness, and I don't see Doctor Doom connecting into Multiverse of Madness. It would connect into Fantastic Four, which yeah. doesn't come out for like another two years. It has to be something that connects back into the time stone and potentially the multiverse of madness and chaos magic and one division because that's what kicks off phase four. Oh. So as much as I like the idea of Kang, I think it's just like a waste of that character. I mean, we'll see. It's not like they haven't wasted character already. Sorry. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But I don't. I don't know what the castle looks like. It's bugging me. Uh huh. Well, I guess it's... we'll have to wait until next week and find out. I don't know what it is. So when they climb into the bunker, it pans through the ground, obviously. A bunch of food trays, There's so yellow much there. bricks, a popcorn loads machine, of vines, a candy cane thrown. You got Mjolnir. I'm talking about in like literally in the ground. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. What? There is a there okay, there's a jar. Okay. In the dirt. Uh-huh. As you're panning down, that's got a person in it, and it looks like Thor. <laughs> what? Right, this is what I was. This is what I wanted to talk about because what? I saw this and I was like, "What is this?" And I said, "I'm gonna look at this when the episode ends because there's something in the dirt. It's like a tiny Thor. I don't know what else. It's a. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe that. It's a tiny Thor in a jar. I. <laughs> is he okay? I don't. Okay, honestly, like, screw the podcast at this point. You guys get to listen. Um, <laughs> okay. how, do I, how do I send this to you? 
Can I Snapchat oh, you? Yeah, just Snapchat see me. If I could send it. Okay, I'm doing it in slow motion as well, so you can see. Oh my god! <laughs> right, look at Perfect. that. Look at that. Okay, I see the hammer. I see. Oh, tiny thorn in a jar. <gasps> that is a tiny thorn in a jar. What's the timestamp on that? That is uh, around the nine minute mark. So let's say nine oh five to nine twelve. Wow. Okay. Well, go check out Tiny Thor in a Jar. <laughs> How did he end up Easter there? Easter egg. Tiny Thor in a Jar. Oh my god. Because well, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, it's like a bug, or it's Ant Man," but it's Tiny Thor. Thor and is Ant Man. Do you know, do you know why that would work? Do you know why that would work? Why would it work? Because Ant Man goes into the quantum realm, and if you get from the quantum realm and you get pruned, you go to the void. Because I think the TVA is in the quantum realm. <gasps> Kitty, it, you're it, too it, smart it for this. It links. Oh I'm my god. It I'm forcing it. You know when you have a puzzle and the pieces don't fit, but you just jam them in anyway? That's what <laughs> I'm doing. Is that what you're doing? That's what you're doing? Mm -hmm. You just make them fit. I'm linking everything back to the quantum realm because I can. Honestly, good. Good. Um. So, yeah, Tiny Thorn and Jar, that's a good way to end it. Um, Great. <laughs> let's tiny talk about our theories. <laughs> Do you want to go first? I want to hear your theory because you've had the same theory for two weeks. Okay, yeah, so I need a new theory now because I you don't do. think that, um, I, I can't think that Ravona's head of the thing because it's obviously that she's looking for answers. What I do think is going to happen, I think Loki and Sylvia are going to get separated at the end. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think something tragic might happen and I think that might be like maybe sylvie goes to the timeline that loki will end up in where he where we think he'll be go back and say oh thor i was hiding out on this planet i faked my death and like use spandex loki's theory and then that loki's gonna like search for sylvie there in that timeline okay. something like that i don't know that's what I'm i hope happens i just that. want them to be separated <laughs> i just need them to have space from each other Social distancing. Um, Stop kissing. Oh, and also, I hope that Mobius gets a jet ski. I hope we see him go on a summer vacation and that the end credits is like a photo montage of him I on summer vacation on with that. Loki. And I have a question that yes. kind of follows up from that. If that's your theory and Mobius does return to Earth and gets a jet ski, uh, what happens to the rest of the agents in the TVA if the TVA is disbanded? Uh, I think... Because they're all duplicates of people that are on Earth. Mm. See, that's where I'm like, how are they dupli duplicates? Where do they duplicate people? That's why I hate this so much. Time travel's fake. Doesn't work. Stop using it. That's why it's in movies and not real life. God damn it. Crazy. Okay, well, I wish that they would figure out a better way to use it. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Maybe... Well, I mean, the TVA is its own timeline now, so maybe they just end up in a timeline where there's duplicates of people, <laughs> and they like everyone has Fair to like enough. go find their twin. Oh my god! And then they all fall in love with themselves. <gasps> Crazy. This is my worst nightmare. <laughs> god no. <laughs> okay, well, I've I've created Sasha's worst nightmare. Thanks, Katie. It's pancake hands. <laughs> all over again. Well, we'll see. My theory is pretty much the same as before. Mm -hmm. uh, I still think it's in the quantum realm or some kind of realm similar. It would make sense given 
what the TVA is, the fact that time moves differently. It could be in, like, a little bubble dimension, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I, I still think that's the case. Obviously, I still love the idea that Loki is what, behind it all, because one that's final just fun. One Loki, yeah. I, I think that adding one more Loki to this show <laughs> is kind of what it's all about. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be someone like Kang, but I don't want it to be. I see. I want it to be not an original character, but maybe someone that plays more into Doctor Strange than to Loki, because it may not make sense in Loki, but it might tie everything in together, because at the moment it's just kind of a bunch of shows happening. Yeah. Because you have WandaVision that has nothing. (laughs) Like, the no, I love WandaVision with my whole... I love WandaVision with my whole heart, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like... Other than the fact that Wanda uses chaos magic, we don't really get any kind of connection into the future of the MCU from it. Uh Uh-huh. Except for maybe, like, a little bit of multiverse hinting. Yeah. Um, right at the end. But something needs to tie into Doctor Strange. Something needs to connect before... What if it's a dark variant of Doctor Strange? That would be good. I would like... I wouldn't be against that. That might be cool. I wouldn't be against it being... Because, obviously, you haven't seen Doctor Strange. Leave it's me alone. It's very difficult. Okay, I'm it's sorry. very difficult for me to explain <laughs> my thoughts when you haven't seen Doctor Strange. I'm sorry. Thor just Ragnarok, just say them. WandaVision. Just, just say them for the people who are listening. Don't say it for me. <laughs> but, so, Doctor Strange is obviously part of, like, a larger organisation. It's, like, a whole thing. That use you know, like, spiritual planes and all that kind of thing to do goo, basically. They they protect the world from evil forces and all that kind of thing. In the show, in the movie, the bad guy was one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're going to use that exact storyline again, mm-hmm. but obviously, if someone did get their hands on an Infinity Zone in a different timeline... It's totally possible that if they had the abilities of Doctor Strange, that that could happen. But honestly, I just don't want it to be a super overused and just basically fan service villain. Yeah. I don't want it to be a villain that's chosen because it's going to be cool. I want it to be one that makes sense. Yeah. Even if we don't quite know who they are. But yeah, um, yeah that's my my theory is basically just the quantum realm. Other than that, I have no idea. Thank you for joining us once again for obviously the longest episode. <laughs> it was worth it. This was a really good episode uh, of Loki. I really liked it. And I'm not sure how much yes. I like this podcast episode, but I enjoyed talking to you about it. Oh, it's a, I can already tell it's going to be a great one. Pancake hands. <laughs> oh my God. Please uh, title it Pancake Hands. Don't do that. I'm going to have a lot of fun writing the description for this episode. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, uh, so yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, ka-chow. 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 <laughs> oh my god.